Hi, I'm CJ. This is my wife, Gigi. We're thankful today that you're tuning in to the program. We believe today you'll hear a word of faith, hope, and love that will forever change and challenge your life. We believe today the word will bring exhortation, edification, correction, whatever we need that will help us to rise to the fullest potential in the offices and places that God's called us to be. We're so thankful today for your prayers. We thank you today for considering uh, to covenant with us and C.J. McBride Ministries to help us preach the gospel around the world. Right now, we're able to reach up to 86 million people locally and nationally. And then by a click of a button on our website, we're going around the world. Your partnership is needed. We believe we are able to preach the gospel because of your help. There is a supply of the Spirit that you provide, and we thank you for that today. We covet your prayers. Thank you for your giving and partnering, and bless those who are considering partnering with us. Praise God. Before you're seated, if you have your Bible, hold it up in the air. Say, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do everything it says I can do. Today, my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. Today, I will receive the incorruptible, indestructible Word of God. Today, I will be forever changed and challenged in Jesus' name. If you believe it, give him a shout today. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of y'all glad Alabama won his first game? You know what's sad about that? Y'all were louder for that than shouting unto God on that song. Because people say, I don't, I don't believe in that shouting. I don't believe in that clapping. Well, I watched the Auburn game and the Alabama game and some of the LSU game, and I think people just lie. Because <laughs> I've seen some folk going crazy out there, man. I mean, they just going wild, and then they get in church, and uh, that's not my personality. Well, you have the personality to tell a fib. We're going to wash your mouth out this morning with the blood. All right. <laughs> if you'd like this morning, you turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, we've been talk we started talking some last week about you're the workmanship, for we are. We're not, somebody say, I'm not trying to be, not going to be, not maybe, not possible. I am. We are the workmanship of God created in Christ. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we actually uh, have been talking about the seven blessings of the atonement. And so I kind of backed off of that because I've learned as a pastor over the years that people, faith begins where the will of God is known, number one. Number two, confession is the road on which faith carries this mighty cargo. I say confession. And so uh, I was actually reading an article uh, last week, and I talked about this a little bit Wednesday night, but I was reading an article about this guy that uh, he was in an accident, and he was in a coma. He was in a coma. He's comatose not for 19 days or 19 months. He's comatose for 19 years, and he came out of the coma, and he was started talking, and the doctor looked at the guy, and he said, what's different about today than the first day you went in a coma? And he said, today, I just decided to move my lips. Man, when I read that, I thought about how many people are comatose in the church 
that they know when all this stuff is available about who they are in Christ, what God did for them in Christ, but confession is the road on which faith carries this mighty cargo. In other words, if you're quiet and comatose, you lose by default. You can't even be born again without confession. Not just believing, actually the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, Jesus is triumph. Come on, that Jesus is victor. He's championed by conquest. And that God hath raised him from the dead. Come on, that's how you're saved. That's how you're born again. You can't even get there without confession. In the power of confession, that you've got people that they're confessing the wrong thing. They, they, don't, they don't have a clue what to confess. And if they do confess it, they're just a parrot. They don't really believe it. Because you can teach a parrot to say, I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm more than a conqueror and not live in it. The evidence of it being true is your confession proceeds possession. And as you begin to confess it out of your mouth, how I many you know life and death is in the power of the tongue? What you're saying, what are you saying about yourself and other people? Say, I'm going to move my lips. Somebody say, I'm going to move my lips. Come on, you got to get your lips moving in your lips. James said this way. He said, your lips are the rudder of the ship. And evidently, your rudder determines your direction. Then Hebrews 11:3, the apostle Paul said it this way. We understand by the word of God, the worlds were framed or the worlds were made or the ages to come. And if you're made in the likeness and image of God, then you must frame your world by your words. And if you don't like your world, you might want to check your words. Come on. And so say this with me this morning. Say, I am not trying to be. I am a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away and everything has become new. Say, God took him who knew no sin and made him to be sin that I can be the righteousness of God in Christ. But of God, I am in Christ. And he's been made unto me. Wisdom, sanctification, redemption, and righteousness. You got to get your lips. See, and it'll change your attitude. And if your attitude changes, your altitude will change. But you got people that they have great hidden treasure on the inside of them. I mean, there's so many great things on the inside of them. So I printed out this article. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to talk about it for a second uh, because we'll read in just a minute. Matthew, after we read a little bit in Ephesians, we'll read Matthew chapter 12 where the Bible says, where the good treasure in a man, the good treasure in a man determines the fruit of his life. The good treasure is the seed of, word in, of God, the seed of God's word in your heart because he'll say later, out of the abundance or the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. So I started reading this article, and it's about silver that was found on a ship that had been sunk since 1941. 150 million pounds of silver. It was actually leaving one spot for the British and coming to London, and the Nazi army come with a submarine and sunk it. Now, it had been sitting there for 72 years. They just found it in 2013. Now listen, even though it was at the bottom of the ocean and time had passed, the value of that silver did not go down, it increased. Can I tell you there are some things the devil has sub-attacked you and there's some great treasure 
on the inside of you, there's some greatness and value. And I don't care how long you've been down. I don't care how far you've been down. I don't care who's been holding you down. We're going to scuba dive till we find something today. I said, we're going to dive. We're going to dive. And listen, and once we find it, once we find we're a new creature in Christ, see, that confession will move that silver out. And now it'll be a value to somebody else. It's not just down on the inside of you hidden. There's great treasure on the inside of every man, every woman that's in this sanctuary and everyone that God ever created. God never created a loser. God created everybody to be triumphant, but you're only triumphant when you get in Christ. And people can't, you can't believe anything about these blessings that are in, they're in the Old Testament, but the Bible says God fulfilled everything in Christ. And if you're in Christ, everything God talked about in the Old Testament is fulfilled for you. If you're in, therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's what Ezekiel prophesied. He said, I'll take out that stony old heart and I'll put a heart in. I can mold it and make it the way I want. He said, I'm not going to take and put the word of God on some stone. He said, I'm going to put it on the tablets of your heart. And that's exactly what God did in Christ. He moved you out of some stony temple. He moved you out of that to live in, in Christ. And man, people don't understand that. People walk around with a worm mentality. I'm a worm. That, that, that displeases God. I'm a sinner. No, you're not a sinner. If you are, you're not going to heaven. You need to get right today. Come on, you may have sinned, but you're not a sinner. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. Because it's not, I, th listen, this is a grace, mercy, and righteous thing, and it's not about your performance. Now, I'm not saying that your actions sooner or later shouldn't match, and we'll talk about that, your mouth, and if they don't, I question if people are even born again. I hear people all the time say they're born again, but, but they don't act born again. They don't look born again. They don't have no fruit of being born again. And you look at the fruit of their life and you go, no, I'm not biting into that. What's worse than a, a worm and an apple? A half of one. Because the other half's in your mouth. And I'm telling you, people get around people and just pick their fruit. And it's too, you spit it out, but the guts and the blood and it's all, it's all that yuck. Listen, all that defilement, it's already, it's already in there. You can spit all you want, but some of it just got in you. And people get around people that allow them to speak death and fear and shame and unbelief and devalue other people. Instead of speaking life and, and realizing, I don't care if they've been sunk. I don't care if they're a drug addict. I don't care if they're a whore. I don't care if they're a prostitute. I don't care if they've done something wrong. I'm telling you, the, the Nazi army, Satan sunk them, but that don't mean there's no treasure. I'm telling you, the treasure is more valuable today than it was even then. And if you don't believe that, if you do not believe that, I promise you, when somebody gets born again and starts doing the will of God, there is a post office wall in heaven with the most wanted. And I'm telling you, the devil will put value to destroy you to sink your life sink your marriage sink your kids sink your future anything he can because you are a danger to the kingdom of darkness but as long as he can keep that treasure sunk but boy i'm telling you once you start confession that treasure start moving i said it starts moving and when it, when it when it starts coming out come on out of the abundance of your heart you say Whoa, I'm, and i don't care how long you've been doing it because the, the the worst the worst sinner makes the best testimony 
I said the worst of the worst of what somebody does makes the, makes the value of the treasure of the blood of Jesus and what God did in Christ. It just puts more value on that. And then you say, well, that's more value on that. But the value was on you for God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world. The value of you is the life of Christ. And all that value is on the inside of humanity. But if you don't learn, listen, if you're comatose, this message is spoken into your life today, we would love to have you as a Compass Partner changing lives around the world with C.J. McBride Ministries. Mark 16, 15 says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. If you would like to be a part of this great work, we invite you to become a Compass Partner. With your partnership, you will receive updates on what God is doing around the world and we want to send you a special love gift. Remember, God rewards faithfulness we thank you for your faithfulness today. You may use the address on your screen or go to our website at cjmcbride.org and look for our partnership page. In addition to our television ministry, we have Faith in Action Bible College and ongoing missions in Haiti and Jamaica. Help us change and challenge the world with the message of the gospel. May the Lord bless you and your entire household. Don't know what to say. Or you think you know what to say, and you, you see people humble. Well, you know, preacher, I don't believe in that prosperity thing. I don't, I don't believe people ought to have money. <laughs> you know, I just, if I got enough to take care of me and my wife and my kids, you know, I, I think that's enough. You selfish sinner. That's a sinner attitude. That's a selfish attitude. That's not a God attitude. What if he wants you to take care of your family and somebody else's? Amen. What if he wants you to write about an $890,000 check this morning to make me run around and pay off this bill? What if God wants to use you for that? No, and you, you're trying to be humble and you being stupid. I'm just telling you, I'm not trying to be rude. I mean, you, either you stupid, you know better, or you're ignorant and you don't know no better. Either way, I'm going to find a treasure today. What you do with a treasure between you and God. But I'm going to tell you where it's at, but I can't move it. You got to move it yourself. You move it with your confession where you begin to agree with the word of God and everything God did for you in Christ. You begin to identify with that instead of that old man and what happened in your past. And maybe even what's happening in your present, you lay it down today and walk into your future. But you can't take it there. Paul said, one thing I do is I forget yeah. the past. Yeah. Paul said, I forget the past. He said, you know, I can't forget. You know, Pastor, I, I just can't forget. I can't forget what I've done. And I sure, I shouldn't say that in church. I sure, sure as Hades is. Let's use that word instead of hell. Can't forget what they did to me. People say, you cussing. No, it's in the Bible. Just like ass. It's in the Bible. I can say it. Damn is in the Bible. Hell is in the Bible. I'm not cussing. I'm quoting. So. <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> Where was I before y'all got me off there? Now I got to repent. Father, help me. Jesus. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Come on. And so you say, surely I can't forget what I did. 
I sure can't forget what you did because you did it to me. But Paul said, I forget my past. And my Bible says in Isaiah 43, God, even I am he that blotteth out your sins and iniquities and I will remember them no more. So now you're telling me your mind is stronger than the mind of God and I just can't buy that lie. So not only can you forgive, you can forget. Paul said, I forgot. And he left it behind him. And the only time you would go back would be the testimony of the goodness of God and what he brought you out of. But you don't let the devil take you back and you don't let nobody else take you back. I tell people only buzzers play in dead stuff. Come on. So if they want to play in the past, come on, because if it happened two seconds ago or two years ago or 20 years ago, if you put it under the blood, it's under the blood and he don't remember. He said, your sins, he said, from the east is to the west, I'll remove them so far from you. But see, the church don't have that grace and mercy righteous mentality. Too much of the church has a sin or a comatose. I'm not going to say anything. Well, you lose by default. You can't even be born again without opening your mouth. My Bible says the devils believe and tremble. So evidently, believing is not enough. You got to know what to say and when to say it and how to say it when you're facing adversity and challenges instead of saying, I'm trying to be the workmanship of God. This don't have nothing to do with you except faith to believe what God did. I'm not the, I am not my own workmanship. Come on, I have... <laughs> Pastor B.B. Hank is Pastor Mark dad. He said he had a guy come up to him one day. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm a self-made man. And Pastor B.B. said, so why'd you make yourself so ugly? <laughs> come on, there's no such thing as no self-made man. You didn't make yourself. And if you did, why'd you make yourself so ugly? Come on, you're not trying to be. My Bible says right there in Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ, in the anointed word, in the anointed seed, in the dream, the vision, the plan, and the purpose of God. Somebody say, there's greatness in me. Well, there's a hidden treasure. There's a hidden treasure. Keep, keep your place there, and let's look at this other scripture over in Matthew chapter 12. I told my wife I wasn't going to scream this service. I was just going to teach. It ain't working out too well for me yet. We'll just start. Well, let's look at verse 35. Then we'll back up. But let's look at verse 35 because that's what we're really talking about this morning. And the Amplified Bible says, The good man from the inner good treasure. The good man. From the inner treasures. The hidden treasures, not hidden from you, hidden for you. Things available to you because of what God did in Christ. It'll erase your past failure, shame, inadequacies, doubt, and fear. Now watch how, watch, watch how this happens. Flings forth good things in the evil man out of the inner evil storehouse. What's he Somebody say he's talking about my heart. Flings forth evil things, but I tell you one day uh, judgment of judgment, men will have to give an account for every idle or inoperative, non-working word they speak. Verse 37. For by your words, whose words? No matter what nobody else said about you. 
You don't have what anybody else says about you. Matter of fact, you don't even have what this says about you till you says it. It ain't enough he says it. You got to says it too. That's what Job said. Job said, can I find anybody that will agree with God? Can I find anybody in the earth that will simply agree with the word of God? Anybody. For by your words, you will be justified and acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned and sentenced. By your words. Now, how many of you think you don't need to be comatose and you don't need to be speaking the wrong thing? If Jesus said, by your words, the word justified there is the same Greek word as righteous. By your own words, you're made righteous. Here's what Paul said in Romans 6, 17. He said, thanks be to God that you were once. Somebody say once. Say once upon a time. Tell the devil a bedtime story. Tell him and put him to sleep. Once upon a time. I heard about a system or a doctrine of truth. But thanks be to God that you were once the servant of sin, but you obeyed from your heart this doctrine or system of truth that I preached to you, and now you're no longer a slave to sin, but now you're a slave or controlled by righteousness. Wow, there must be something in the word, a doctrine, a system that you can learn that'll free you from a sin consciousness and make you conscious of who you are in Christ. Matter of fact, Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. There's 130 scriptures and just the epistles, that much of the Bible. 130 times Paul said, in Christ, in Christ. Somebody say, I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. Say, but of God am I in Christ. And he's been made unto me wisdom, sanctification, redemption, and righteousness. But of God I am in Christ. My goodness. It'd make a tadpole slap a whale in a New York second. Come on, like that gold guy down in South Louisiana. I was down there with Pastor Mark. He's preaching. The old guy came out and he had overalls on and barefoot. And he chewing tobacco. He said, preacher. He said, when you preach like that, makes me want to swing out over hell on a corn stalk. Spit right in the devil's eye. Come on. Come on, you got a church that's comatose. It's coming church. Well, that's been 20 minutes. How long he gonna preach? Till I'm done. And I won't be mad if you leave early and you don't be mad if I preach long. We just made that agreement right now. If you need to leave, some churches they go. Y'all ever been in one of them? Come on, I know some of y'all been in on them. I can tell by the culture. There you go. My sister over there, she raised her hand. See, you know, I preached to preach some brothers' church. I said, wait a minute. We ain't took up the offering. You ain't going nowhere. You sit back down until we take. Oh, you bring your offering up here and let me make sure it's right. Then you can. 
because that may mean I'm leaving a dollar or something. No, we <laughs> Look at this. Let me get back. Let me get back over here. This Ephesians thing. Look at this. For we are his workmanship, recreated into Christ under good works, which God hath. Somebody say hath. See, hath is the language of redemption. Hath. Christ, Galatians 3.13. Somebody say, Christ hath redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me that the blessing of Abraham may come on the Gentile. See, he didn't just want redeemed from a curse and redeemed you, but he redeemed you so the blessing of faith by faith that Abraham's the father of faith. And then you go to Genesis 12 and read the blessing. I want to do that real quick. Let's read the blessing. How many of y'all want to read the blessing? I'm telling you, you read this blessing and it makes people mad because I just believe God to live. Somebody I say this. I believe God to live in the blessing. Come on. That's what you, you can put right this if you're taking those. Verse 29. You can at least hold up your finger there. <laughs> Come back here. We ain't take up the offering yet. Look at her. <laughs> Tommy's holding up $100 bills for me to do that. So you get mad at him, not me. I'll take my money right after the service. All right. Genesis chapter 12. Look at verse 2. Now this is the, somebody say, this is the blessing of Abraham. Now, now, Galatians 3.14, we quoted that. But if you go over to verse 29, it talks about Abraham being your father in the father faith and you being blessed with faithful Abraham. Now, here's the blessing that God gave Abraham 700 years before there ever was a law. So the blessing of Abraham is a faith thing. It's not a law thing. Even though there are laws that operate the realm of the spirit. Praise God. I believe today this message has spoken to your heart. While you're listening today, if the Holy Spirit was dealing with you or you're separated from God or you've never received Jesus as the Lord of your life, today we'd love the honor and the privilege to pray this prayer with you. Please today, if you've never received Jesus or you feel at a distance, just pray this with me. Say this with me today. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the blood of Jesus that washes me, cleanses me, and makes me whole. I believe in my heart and say with my mouth, Jesus Christ, you are the Lord of my life. If you prayed that prayer today and you're a born-again Christian, if you were distant, then the blood of Jesus drew you right back into the family. I encourage you now to find, if you're not in this local area, a good Bible-believing, preaching church. If you're in the area, we'd love to see you at one of our services this week. God bless you, and we'll talk to you again next week. Faith in Action Bible College is a fully accredited college offering degrees in theology and Christian ministry. Earn an associate's degree, bachelor's degree, or you can take courses for personal edification in the Word of God. We offer campus classes in Foley, Alabama, and correspondence courses worldwide via the Internet. Faith in Action Bible College is affordable and a convenient way to further your education. Our desire as a staff is to do our part to ensure you achieve your goals in life. Learning to walk by faith is impossible without strong fundamental truths that will be taught to you. You will learn to apply these truths in everyday life, to live triumphantly and to live a victorious life. God has a plan and purpose for our lives. He has also given us an inheritance and power to walk it out on earth. 
we are ready to assist you to reach your full potential in Christ. Contact us through the information on your screen and start today.